Welcome to the podcast. Before we get started on today's podcast, let me tell you how to get in touch with us. You can follow us on Instagram at First Comes Love TCM. You can call the voicemail at 347 True Love. That's 347 878 5683. Or you can email us at Let's Talk at First Comes Love, Then Comes Marriage.com. Hey y'all, welcome to First Comes Love, Then Comes Marriage podcast. My name is Lindsay Jackson. And I'm Aaron Jackson. And on this fourth episode, we are talking about exes. So listen in. Let's go. Welcome back to First Comes Love, Then Comes Marriage podcast. My name is Lindsay Jackson. And I'm Aaron Jackson. And this episode, we're talking about exes. The conversation came about because I was thinking about romantic exes versus friendships that were seasonal and they became ex-friends. Because you can have both, and both of those relationships impact the way you love. The question is, how have your exes impacted the way that you love today? So I don't have a lot of exes when it comes to romantic exes, especially in my adult life. But I do have exes as in people I don't really talk to, I don't mess with, I cut off. And I think that I didn't realize how much they affected me or impacted my life until I was already in the marriage because... I used to take their advice and if their advice was useful in that time, I would reuse it for other times, but it was only the advice for that certain circumstance, but I used it all the time. It's almost like I was reusing a disposable rag. So I feel like my exes, especially my ex-friends, there's a lot of guys that I don't talk to because we just live in different worlds now. I'm a married man. I have children and they're single guys who, you know, talk to multiple women and they want to live that that uh, faster lifestyle than when I have. Have you ever been around people and they're talking with an accent? I don't know if it's like a country accent or an English accent. (laughs) And you you start talking like that. (laughs) Yeah, and you start talking like them. If I'm around a whole bunch of single guys, I don't want to start talking like them. I don't want to be like them. And some of the things I got from having a lot of single friends, I'm, I'm trying to change my accent. And some of those single friends, I don't really kick it with like that anymore because I need to get that accent out. Mm. And one of the things would be, say, if we get into an argument and I'm like, storm out the house. I want to go to a bar and go drinking all night and make you mad and stuff like that. To me, that's the single accent that, that I got from my single friends because... This is the things that I learned from them. It's like, oh, well, you know, you know, your girl, your girl tripping. This is what you do. You go have fun. And you, while you're out having fun, she's going to be tripping in it. And then after your night of fun, you come back the next morning or something like that. 
and y'all have it out, but she realized how much she missed you over the night and she'll be okay and stuff like that. But that's not, that's not how it works. I feel like the impact that an ex has is, is very influential, but me, me dialing into it and realizing the things that ex relationships have impacted my life and what, what areas it has. I think that's really helpful for me to save me from furthering, you know, their ex for a reason. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't want, I don't want to be your ex. I don't want to be your ex-husband. So when it comes to women though, like anybody I ever dated, they impacted me both ways in positive and negative. I think the positive thing is I did realize some things that I didn't like in a a woman or didn't like in a wife when it came to expectations. And since we talked about expectations last episode and I feel like some of those things it's like okay well I know I don't like this I know I don't like this I know I don't want this from this person so if you have any of those traits I try to address it or tell you about it or you know see if you can adjust out of that because I know I didn't like it I I just feel like yes it does have an impact but if I am very cautious, conscientious, if I'm very conscientious mm-hmm. about what I learned, what I'm taking from these people that I don't, I no longer mess with, and also remembering why I don't, I don't mess with these people anymore. Mm. It's like why, why is the X a X? Yeah, right. And it's a good question. And so once I figure these things out, I could work on it because I don't want the the influence uh, to affect my current situation. So it does it does impact my love, but I feel like I can control it in a sense. Mm-hmm. So how do how do ex relationship ex friends romantic romantic platonic uh, anything like that? How does that affect the way that you love? Yes, since I have no romantic exes, actually, that just leads to friendships that have ended. And I think about that because I would say I am more of a closed off person or a private person because of my ex friendships, because I love so hard and so I think that if I did have a romantic ex which praise God I don't it would have been disastrous for me because I would have loved that person so hard and then I would have come out of it probably broken so and not that I'm broken in my friendships but it just I could see that happening but yeah I think that from the friends that were seasonal and have moved on, I am more guarded with my investments of my time, of my money, of my advice even, because some people don't want advice. Some people don't want that type of love. And so I am guarded. I wait for moments of opening, like an open moment or an open acknowledgement that I'm able to, okay, I'm able to be this person's friend or, okay, I see this maybe going forward and this person won't hurt me or this person won't gear me in the wrong direction because friendships, 
you know, you feed off of each other. One person will say, oh, one person will say one thing to the other person and then they'll take it and the other person will say the other thing and they'll take it and they have your ear. And so like you were saying, you didn't realize how that impacted you until later on when you your thought was like, oh, why am I thinking this way? I, I shouldn't think this way, but maybe something your friend said creeped into your mind. And so when you were talking, I was thinking about, you said exes are exes for a reason. And the reason isn't, one thing or another it could be multiple reasons and I was thinking the reason could be me so I have a couple of ex-friends that the reason could be me the reason could be I was too young and I didn't have enough experience or I didn't have enough maturity and things like that and so I hope that I'm able to grow and they're able to grow and see that, oh, Lindsay was 20. She didn't know that much. Or, you know, she was younger then and that sort of thing and realize that I'm not the same person. All that to say is because most of my ex-friendships and, you know, they could be ex-anything. They could be ex-siblings. They could be anything. People that you have cut off or don't necessarily talk to. All of my exes are still in my life. So they're exes as far as we don't have the same relationship, but maybe we still work together. And so I think about that and I think, or maybe we're friends of of the same Same mutual circle. circle. Yeah. Yeah. It's matured me in a way that I'm able to understand how to move forward in future friendships. So it's impacted the way that I open up. It's impacted the way that I share if you will like I used to be a real social butterfly a hugger all of those things that you know are great qualities and now I'm a little bit more guarded and I don't think that that's a bad thing I think that that's just a way that I've developed because of my ex-friendships and I'm still able to be loving and social and and hugging it's just not in the same manner and so I take that and I realize like oh this is why because of this ex or that ex and 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 how that developed. I I want to make sure that my friends going forward is going to have a positive and uplifting and encouraging um accountable type of relationship and I've learned that from the friendships that are no longer around. So, I think that's the main impact that it's had on my life. Welcome to the Am I Wrong segment of First Comes Love, Then Comes Marriage podcast. This is the part where I give you a situation and you tell me that my wife is wrong. So, uh-uh. <laughs> my wife is a beautiful black woman. She is a Numian queen. She is your highness. She is everything. She has beautiful goldy locks. Thank you. And with marrying a black woman, Hmm. you have to protect her crown. And her crown is her hair. And I love her beautiful sister locks. It's amazing. The other day, she came out the house with a bonnet. (laughs) I knew where this was going. I knew where this was going. She had a bonnet on her head, y'all. And I was like, okay. And one of the reasons I feel like she wore this bonnet is because she bought it. She wanted to show it to somebody. And I'm like, bonnets are not for outside. This so one? I, well, uh, my turn. So I was like, okay, uh, Lindsay, 
and she knows how it feels about I, I feel a certain way about head wraps and stuff being outdoors anyway these there's some inside clothes like you can't go outside in pajamas and stuff like that and i i consider head wraps and bonnets nighttime wear and so i don't like nighttime wear outside of the house that is that's my thing lindsay knows this is my thing this is her husband speaking she knows about this thank you and i said hey baby you got this bonnet on your head and i think i said something nice like oh do you want to wear my hat instead to cover her head and she said no so am i wrong for getting a little perturbed that she is wearing bonnets outside now okay <laughs> This is an outside bonnet. So let's be clear. <laughs> I'm going to show y'all what the bonnet looks like. And you could be like, girl, one, where did you get it? Two, I agree. Okay, so number one, I got it from Peace Crowned. I'll give y'all the information. But I do sleep in it, but it's also an outside bonnet. You could do both. That's the point of it. Okay, because it's got like African um, fabric on the outside. It's, it's gorgeous. In fact, a woman ran over to me and said, hey girl, where did you get your bonnet? So that's how I know it's fly. But number two, we were going to the park. So let's be clear about where we were going. We were taking our son for his outing, his morning outing, and we went to the park. So I, I, first of all, this is my first time ever hearing about an outside bonnet. <laughs> I, it was. You got outside bonnets. You got inside no, bonnets. No, it's, 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 it's versatile. Okay. It's versatile. So I, I thought it was okay. It wasn't your regular Raggedy Ann bonnet. It was it was okay. And yes, I have sister locks. We don't talk about black hair. But like he also knew what he was getting into when he married me. I had these locks when he married me. Okay. So that means I had to keep this style up. It's a protective style. But yes i do understand and that lady that, only came up to you because she was like i can't believe this lady got a bonnet no she outside. didn't no she didn't she said she, she said where can i get it and mm. i couldn't remember the name right away and she waited in front of my face during a pandemic mass on and everything and she waited and said she gonna remember and i remember and i gave her the info so y'all tell us if he's wrong okay because i know he is you can dm us on instagram first comes love tcm you can call the voicemail and vote for me because mm -mm, i'm right mm -mm. at 347-878-5683 that is 347-tru-love true love or you can email us at let's talk at first comes love then comes marriage.com and we also have a website where we have a survey you can just click on a survey vote for me vote for lindsay but you should vote for me at heavenslovepuzzle.com welcome back our second question we're still on the topic of exes i remember telling you a long time ago <laughs> um this had to be i don't know maybe like seven years in Okay. Something like that in our dating relationship. Yep. I was talking to you and I said, if we ever broke up, if we ever like just it didn't work out because at the time we weren't, you know, engaged or any of that. I was like, and you got with somebody else and I wanted you back. I could get you back. And I remember saying it and thinking it like, I know I could get you back. You know, I have that power. I got that pull. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> I was just thinking, can you really move on from a romantic ex? Can like I your first on? love. That's what I'm talking about. Because I was your first love, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so can you really move on 
from your first love? I say absolutely yes, but but also there's like a little, there's like, there's exceptions, right? I feel like a relationship like ours, if we didn't work out, and a lot of high school sweethearts don't work out, right? Mm -hmm. They get married and someone will get divorced or someone will break up after a couple years in college and stuff like that. There is something about a ex that there's the advantage of you knowing me but there's also the disadvantage of when i grow you're not there for that growth so when you try to come back you're trying to come back and get back back with the old aaron mm-hmm. and you're not you don't know the ways of the of the man who who grew up and had life experiences and stuff like that and that's one of the problems I see with uh, an ex coming back, they could probably get in, they could probably have a conversation because they, I mean, if I'm talking specifically about you, I'm doing a hypothetical, we, we didn't make it. Right. And you come back, I mean, for so long it was Lindsay and Aaron, Lindsay and Aaron, Lindsay That's and the Aaron. thing. She can't top that. It's like loving, yes, she can, it's loving basketball. It's oh. loving basketball. So now <laughs> Latham was like, I know I can get him. Mm-hmm. All I got to do, and you see, he had grown. He had life experience. He had a whole knee surgery. He was in, actually engaged, right, to Tyra yes. Banks. So, but still, she was like, he's my first love. I'm his first love. We have history. We have passion. I know him, and I know I can get him back. No, because I, I would say we have history, but we don't have a future together. Mm. So, you know, I, I hit you with the cold game, especially mm. if if I'm with the right person and yeah. I'm I'm, I'm I'm open about it. I do understand. I do understand how I like how you're like, man, this is so real. Whatever, whatever it is. The connection. The connection is is so real. But it wasn't real enough for us to stay together. Right. So. But that's what I'm saying. Anything can happen. So I feel like you can move on. Mm -hmm. There, There are times where. I have a favorite basketball player, and then they retire, and then I have to pick another basketball player. Okay, that, we're that not one, comparing I'm, romantic yeah, relationships to I, basketball. I, but I'm saying that if if I grow and I mature and I have a solid, healthy relationship with somebody else, they're, they're, it should be impenetrable. That's one of the benefits of having a really healthy relationship and also knowing that it's impenetrable, but also being aware of temptations. <laughs> like That's like, what like I you. was going to say. And that, that's one of the things that you have to be aware of. Like I don't cheat on you and I'm not going to cheat on you. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm not going to cheat on you. Okay. But I'm not one of those people who go around and say like, Oh man, I'm never going to cheat, never going to cheat that up because then I'm putting my guard down. Mm-hmm. If I I don't want to I want to keep my guard up. I think I said this in the first season about I have every day I have to not cheat on you. No, but I I didn't know that was a daily struggle for you. It's not a daily struggle, <laughs> but it's a it, these are daily things that I do. Like I make sure every day I have to be a good father. I can't take a day off. I can't rest on what is it? Rest on your morals? Yeah. Yeah, I can't I, there are no days off when it comes to relationships. Is breathing, 
eating, these things you have to do every day. Wow. Being in a relationship, being a husband, I have to do that every day. I don't, I don't take a day off being a husband. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is you prepare for war in the time of peace. And war comes, I'm going to be ready because I'm like, okay, uh, this person is, you know, this person is uh, in my life. And if if I'm, I'm with my hypothetical girlfriend or wife and you come by and you're like, oh, hey, Aaron, how's it going? Da, 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 <laughs> then I need to prepare for that. I need to prepare for that temptation because there will be some temptation mm-hmm. because of the, the euphoria that we had. And always remember, and you know, anybody can look good if you just remember in the good times. Yeah. Right. And it was like, oh, you know, maybe it just wasn't our time. We were young you then see? and stuff like that. But if I'm prepared, I'm like, no, these are, this is what I've grown into. And this is the person I'm supposed to be with. And I'm in a healthy relationship. I feel like I can move on from an ex. Mm-hmm. So, baby, mm. do you think that that you can, uh, like, get over Get completely over an ex. I mean, when you were in love, love. Right. I mean, love, love. <laughs> right. I said that for you because I could get you back always. I don't care what you say. Okay. But could you get me back since you're my first love? I mean, yes, I do think that you can get over. And everything you said actually hit right on the nose. I was thinking two things you said. One, temptation. It's huge, which is why either last episode or the one before that, we were talking about, do you invite exes to a wedding? Yeah, we did say that. And I was just thinking, like, this is so interesting because whether or not that ex was actually influential to your life, like, maybe it was, like, a one-night stand or whatever it was, what whatever the ex was to you, and maybe she could be no competition whatsoever. It's the fact that, like you said, you have a memory of it, and you can twist that memory, and you can actually be tempted by that memory. That, that, that was reason enough for me to say no exes at weddings. And so if I think about um, can you really get over an ex? Of course you can, especially if it, you can get over anything out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. But if it's there in front of your face, like you have to continually see that person, especially if you share a child with that person, you have to, like you said, you have to be on your guard. You have to be conscious of what you want to do. You want to be in a relationship with your now person. You want to be faithful. You want to be loyal. You want to be in that relationship. You don't want to be with your ex. And I mean, that's that's what I think about when I think of like getting over an ex because the reality is, is they were, like you said, they were your ex for a reason. You're, you're and they're going to remind you of that, especially if they want to get back in. And sometimes they might not even want to get back in. It just might be that the right space and time, like the scripture is like flee from temptation. Like what if you're over there just cleaning up in the midnight hour and the mood is dark and sad or whatever it is. And yeah, sometimes you're, you, you work with your exes, right? And you know, (laughs) yes. And you're in a situation where it's just like, man, this is a tough situation because 
just remembering that that one song might trigger you. Exactly. It's one, always yeah. like a song or a scent mm-hmm. or you, any, right. It could be anything. And so then to get to me again, you would have to flee. And I know it's a difficult decision. It's not like, oh, you need to quit. What if you can't quit? You need this job. But let's figure out if you could work different shifts or let's figure out how to work that in a better situation. Because especially if it's your first love, it can be confusing and you don't want to be confused. This is going to be our first discussion on our First Comes Love, Then Comes Marriage book club. Welcome to the book club. Yeah. We are <laughs> reading what book, baby? Everything Inside by Edwidge Danikat. So this is a spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We will be talking about the first four or five stories in mm-hmm. the book. So if, if you haven't read... Go to the bloopers if we have bloopers at the end of the, of the show because this is spoilers. We're going to be talking about the book and here we go. So let's let's talk about it. So Lindsay is the curator of the book club. She selected the books that we're going to be reading and I, I wanted to get a little bit of insight from her, why she picked this book, why she decided to do a book club. I'm really excited about this book club. I'm excited to read with you all and also read with my wife. And so uh, beautiful uh Masters of Education, oh Lindsay Jolin Jackson. <laughs> so I picked this book along with the other four books that we have for this entire season two of our podcast because one, I went and I Googled like different book clubs and, and you know, hot books, if you will, by black authors, by influential black authors. And I wanted to brush up on the stories that we tell. And that's really melanin abundant. (laughs) That's really why I picked this book. I hadn't read anything about it. I actually, this is what I like to do with books. I like to, I don't read the back covers. I will pick up a book and I'm very much like, don't read a book by its cover. When we used to go inside Barnes and Nobles, I would pick a book by its cover. I would pick up a book and if I liked the cover or the name, I would read it. And so I didn't know anything about this book before we cracked it open. And I have been enjoying the stories. I have to. I yes. have to. I have. There's lots of uh, different emotions. I'm one of the people who laugh at things <laughs> that people, other people cry about. Or yes. reverse. Like, I'll cry on things that other people laugh at. Mm. Because the same things that can make you laugh can make you cry. Mm-hmm. And um, So this book is a little heavy. And if you are triggered, I would say, by... Um, deep subjects like heartbreak and loss and divorce and death this might not be the book for you I didn't know this but now that I know you know just fair warning Um, but it also like Aaron said it makes you think and I've it's just so thoughtful in the way that Miss Danicat is writing like it really made me think about I was like what how would I do things this way and and what would I do and so the book is based in either Haiti or Miami right now we've only read half of it Mm -hmm. and so the first story there are four stories that we're going to talk about really quickly but the first story is called Dosas and she said one of her lines in the first story it says some marriages have detours And that really struck me because, as we were talking about exes, the story 
quick thing. The story is about how her ex calls her and asks her for help. And I won't tell you all the detail, but he pretty much asked her for her life savings. Why not? Why not? Tell the details. Okay. We, read, we all read the pages. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Well, he asked her for her life savings and he tricks her because he lies to her and says that his girlfriend got kidnapped, which she didn't. And so now she... The, he scammed. He scammed he, her. He, he she scammed voluntarily her. gave up her money. And that was her ex-husband. Her ex-husband left her for her best friend. That's the story. So, talking about exes and a place that they have in your life, would you lend your ex money? So, this, this story, <laughs> the first story of the book, I was like... And when we talk to the author, I might ask her about it. I might not. Yeah. I was thinking absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely crazy. not. The fact that she crazy. even answered the phone. Right. And they didn't have children together. Right. Because I was like, what is, what is it that is holding? Keeping her there. Yeah. With him. Keep, keeping her on, even on the phone. Mm-hmm, right. Because mm-hmm. uh, she was at work. She was a good person. Yeah. She was just, she was, but, but yeah, I was like. I was almost blaming her for getting scammed. And then I was like, you know, don't, don't blame, blame the, the victim. victim. Don't Come blame on. the victim. But I'm like, how are you allowing this person to manipulate you? Mm. Like, you're uh, one thing that uh, my friend used to say, he's married now. Uh, but when I was younger, I was like 18, 19. He told me, Jax, if you ever want to get a girl back, just ha- just talk to her. He said, "If if they in communication, then it's, all, right, then it's still, over. Wow. But if you can if you can talk to her, if she can answer a text, if you get any communication, you're back in. Yo, and this is so true. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> and so I always I always thought about. It. I was like, man, if I if Lindsay's really mad at me, but now we're married, so it's a wrap. <laughs> but you gotta talk to me now. But that's the thing. Well, I always tell all my friends uh, who are like my female friends when they're they want to get over a guy and they're, they this a breakup. I'm like, you have to discommunicate. Cut and him off. Discommunicate. I mean, that's this DMs on Instagram. That is uh, that's phone calls. That's email. Like, do Text not communicate yeah. everything. Yes. And don't let him get a message in. Block, 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 block. Because mm. if he gets a message in and you read it then then he's communicating with you yeah so you, you don't want that person to occupy that space at that time but i feel like she was a little too nice and she was i guess she was holding on to something or or maybe she kind of felt i didn't know i didn't understand the feeling that she had i was yeah. like maybe why she, does she yeah. feel responsible to this man who clearly was not good for her because like we said he left her for her her close friend Mm -hmm. and yeah i just but going back to the quote that's what got me because it was it said some marriages are detours and the person i believe who said that to her was uh, used to be a friend of her ex-husband so the ex-husband also scammed him and they oh, were yeah. talking together and it was like the, okay, bar owner? the bartender yeah. yeah the bar owner and so it was like okay maybe she needed to take that marriage and that detour to now meet him and to be with him and, and because they ended up to, together all of her stories usually end kind of like you make your own ending yeah it seemed like i was i was making my own ending. yeah you know, and so my exactly like, okay. my ending was that she maybe ended up with him and he's a good guy and they could move on together because they both got scammed 
scammed. And he was like, if I ever see him again. And, and he, he flirted with her he a little was. bit. He was like, if I would have met you first or something he, like he that. He did. He yeah, said so. that. Why didn't I meet you first? And I was hoping that he was genuine and he was a good guy. He wasn't just trying to use her to have sex with her. So, because they end up together and I don't and know. And the story stops. And the story yeah. stops. But yeah, so I, that that's a good point that I, I think about because marriages don't last. Not all marriages last. And that's the reality. So maybe looking at it as saying like, well, why did I have to go there to get to wherever I am now? Mm. Um, so that was the first story, y'all. The second story is called In the Old Days. And In the Old Days was about this, another phone call from uh, this woman who's saying, the lady answers her phone, and basically she's saying, your father is dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this woman didn't even know that she had a father. She's about 30 years old, 30-something years old. grown woman, grown never woman, met her father. Never met her father at yeah. all. And her father is flying in from Haiti to Miami. The, the lady is a teacher in New York. And it's like, your father's dying. He really wants to meet you before he dies. Mm-hmm. She, she looks like her mom. And she gets the story from her mom that her dad decided to go back to Haiti to help out and start school. And the mom decided to stay in America. And she didn't tell him about her after he left or something like that. Yeah. And I was thinking about the connection because she ends up she ends up going to she ends up going to Miami. She meets uh, her father's wife. Wife. Mm-hmm. And. Her father ends up dying as soon as she lands. So she doesn't even get to meet him alive. alive. Yes. And they they were talking about the traditions of Haiti and how they would uh, take care of the dead after they died and, and stuff like that. And I was thinking about the main character, her connection with this person who, who did not have... The only impact he had in her life was the genetic part. Yeah. And why would she, why would she go? What was that tug? Was it a, uh, what was that tug that was like, cause I know, I know my friends and they don't know their fathers and they're like, I'm fine with it. Well, do they have and the she opportun- thought her father was dead already? Well, okay, again, so do do they have the opportunity to meet them? It's like the unknown. So if the unknown is given to you in this gift like hey you have the opportunity to meet your father and he won't be around for long will you come that's what that's what i was thinking and and when i think about that story i think about the memories that she doesn't get to have but I also think about uh, Coco, the movie, Disney, Coco. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, memories are not just what you experience, they're passed down. And so the the father's wife wanted her wanted her to be there so badly but she also can share all of the memories and everything that she knows about the father father. with the daughter that her own mother couldn't do because they were never really together Mm -hmm. so it's not like that's taken away from her because she actually is there in the house she's able to see pictures she's she was able to see him um and so i i look at it in that aspect like okay you know she might have been a bit too late but not really Mm. 
I, I, I like that. Like uh, the memories and, and the Coco reference. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, you love Coco. Yeah, I love that movie. Okay. And so then the third story third was... Third story, Port-au-Prince marriage, which oh, man. was really traumatic. It was really deep. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, but let me tell you, the line that I got from it was, there's a kind of love that you talk about and a kind of love that shatters you to pieces. And... I was like, whoa, when I read it, because it came after the traumatic news um, and this mother is talking to another mother. So these mothers are talking together and she's like, why don't you just be nicer to your daughter? You just got this devastating news that your daughter is diagnosed with AIDS. a disease. Yes, with AIDS, which is terminal. You can live with it, but it's terminal. And so, you know, why don't you be nicer to her? Because she, she saw the mother not being nice to the yeah, daughter. Yeah, she was like, you're a whore. And you're, right, yeah. right. And so the, the other mother was like, you know, she was respectful because that was her boss. But she was just like, how are you going to tell me, one, how to love my daughter? There's more than one way to love. And she is broken because she... Maybe I, this is what I got from it. I got that she was broken because she wasn't able to protect her daughter. And to have that love and to live with that, she loves her daughter. It just, she wasn't able to be in this nice fashion that the other mother wanted her to be. And I was like, that that's, that's, that's reality. That is true. That is true. Not all love looks the same. And we can't judge the way someone else loves, you know, and in that aspect. See, I feel like I can judge love. What? I was like, you take it takes one to know one, right? So I feel like if I feel like I know love, then I can judge your love. And But everybody loves differently. I just do, like the five love languages. Everybody I, loves Everybody loves differently. Okay. But there is one thing of somebody saying that it's love and it, it cannot be love. Right, so me hitting hitting you, right, mm. being a beater and be like, well, that's how I show that I love you. Well, no, 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 yes, no, no. that I'm, yeah. you're manipulating the 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 terms of love. Yes, I do understand there's different love languages, and I do feel what you said. Like the mom was hurt because she even said like, I have to be nice to this this boss lady, but she's paying for the pills that are helping my daughter. Uh huh. Uh -huh. And so. If she wants me to do these things, it's, it's almost like the lady came in a position of power. Because, she did. She was, because she was if, telling if her, she I need you yeah. to be nicer. Because if she would have said, no, I'm not going to be nicer. And the lady goes, well, I'm not going to pay for it. Like, I know the lady's not cold like that. Right. But even in her helping or the, the hotel owners trying to help. Puts her I, in a position. That put her in a position where it was almost... It was almost putting the mom in a predicament. Yes. And it's really hard to be a parent and to feel helpless. Yes. And, I, and the person who owned the hotel was a parent and who wasn't helpless, did all they can. I also felt like um, it was it was a sad reality of some some person just falling in love, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you know sometimes you fall in love or I fa or fall in love mm -hmm. and I fall in love with the wrong with thing. With the wrong thing, with yeah, the wrong, wrong person. person. Yeah, and and just, it just happens. Like, you don't even... Yeah, a good person. She was a good person. 
and she got taken advantage of and yeah, yeah that just sets just... you back oof so that was a tough one that was a tough pill to swallow <laughs> yes <laughs> If if you read the book, you would know what I'm talking about when I said little swallow. <laughs> and, and the last story is called the gift, not the last. The last story we're gonna talk about today is called mm-hmm. the gift, and that one was called the side chick anthem. <laughs> it was oh, about. My, my, my. It was yeah. It was about adultery. So. What I got from that story... Okay, tell me, because you said it was about adultery. Keep going. I mean, it's uh, yeah. about a lot, right? Yeah. It's about it was, a lot. But deep. let me tell you, the, the topic that I got was the guilt that this man felt from his affair with this woman. This this man ha- was having an affair with a woman, um, and he is married with a baby. And then he goes back to Haiti. There's a huge earthquake. The earthquake kills his wife and child and he loses a leg and he comes back to America and he sees this woman and she actually believes she can pick up where she left off, which that's what we were talking about originally. It was like how, I don't know, it's like how to be so delusional that you don't understand that a traumatic event, you can never go back to the way things were, even if it was good, which the affair was not. But, um, I mean, what can you say? What can you say to her? This was my this was my favorite story. Really? Of, of all the ones that we read so far, oh. it was because, I mean, the earthquakes in Haiti were a real thing. So mm-hmm. I, I wanted to know where she, uh, where she actually got like her information, or was this a real story? Mm-hmm. Because she said, the the man, he was talking about how other men were caught dead with their mistresses in hotel rooms right. while the earthquake happened. And right. the only reason he went to Haiti was to reconcile his relationship because his, his wife saw yeah. him at a restaurant. With the, with the with woman the he was having an affair with. And mm-hmm. as a husband, I'm like, man, the hardest thing uh, is it would be crazy to be in a crushed house and listen to my wife and my daughter's last breath. Oof. I mean, that I'm, I would go crazy. And the guy was kind of crazy and he was kind of fun loving. And it was kind of sad how usually, usually I do not like when men cheat in stories mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Like movies. I don't like movies where men cheat. It's stuff like that. I just don't like it. It's so entertaining. There's always an affair going on somewhere. It was interesting that the author... I saw the man who was cheating as the good guy, like the sympathetic uh, figure. And I usually don't. I'm like, oh, he's a why? cheater. He's a, because beca- he didn't have a leg? Because he didn't have his leg, because his wife died, because his daughter died. And uh, it, I felt like he, I feel like he grew through his experience and the person, the main character who drew, drew him this gift uh, didn't grow, right? She, she had no because she to. didn't have the exp- the same type of life experiences that he had, and that is that is something that I learned through our trauma that people who don't have traumatic uh, experiences are just like different, similar. Like we lost our son, but other people could have lost their dad, lost their brother, uh, or they they 
having something Mm -hmm. other people it's something that connects us right right when i say like misery loves company it made us grow and other people i feel like i feel like they don't grow and they don't understand she the way that it was portrayed to me yeah is that she didn't understand the gravity of what was going on she was like where is he I, how come how come he doesn't want to talk to me right he was in a psych ward oh i didn't think that he would be in a psych ward right because yeah. these are because she totally because didn't you understand. can't fathom yeah you can know the situation but you're right and I, I i didn't even think about her because i was so focused on him but she yeah she had no growing experience she literally drew him a portrait of birds of his daughter, of, of of his, the daughter, the, the, the wife, wife. Of, the, of the daughter with bird's head to give to him. And she said she was hoping that, you know, now they could truly be together because he's no longer with his wife. And it's just so funny to me because you're right. When when you have relationships and one person goes through something traumatic, the other person can feel sorry you know and they can feel like oh you know a little bit of empathy for you and i that's the quote that i always bring up you know they they'll feel you for you for 14 days tops this is the statistic that they'll feel it and then they'll move on they they, it didn't happen to them and so she literally she didn't understand anything that he was going through they went to a restaurant a rooftop restaurant their favorite restaurant yeah and and she was trying it felt like she was trying to re relive the good old days of course the memories Mm -hmm. you see here is an ex coming back in she didn't think she's an ex she probably was like oh he just needs a little bit of time but when i see him again we're gonna pick up right where we left off i think didn't she say she was like all right i brought you here so i i wanted closure i wanted to end it face to face and he was kind of like why i don't it's (laughs) it it ended in the earthquake yeah it ended when they died exactly that's what he said he didn't need closure she did so that's the first half of our book club. We have the author next week, right, baby? Yes, we have a week left. Tune in next week, April 16th. And Miss um, Danny Cat will be joining us. All right. Thank you for joining us on our fourth episode talking about exes and reconciliation and closure and also just listening in on our book club talk even if you haven't read the book honestly i think topics like this book is bringing up is really important because it kind of just it it makes you think in a different way like what would you do and i always think about that what would you do if this happened so always please reach out to us get in touch with us let us know what you think you can dm us on instagram first comes love tcm you can call the voicemail at 347-TRUE-LOVE. That's 347-878-5683. Or you can email us at let's talk at firstcomeslove, thencomesmarriage.com. See, See you next, next Friday. Friday. Thanks for listening.